Welcome to another episode of Do the Damn Thing. I am your host, Liz Heron, and this week's guest is one that I am really excited about. I'm going to be talking to Kareen Walsh. She is an executive coach and author of the book, Be a Badass, Six Tools to Level Up Your Life. She also just launched her podcast called Your Badass Journey. I know Kareen because we've worked together in the past. Her advice and support was a lifeline to me when I was dealing with a stressful situation, and I just know she can help you too. Her energy is infectious, and I really love chatting with her. She drops a lot of knowledge in this episode, so take a listen, and then log into the Facebook group and let me know your top takeaway. Enjoy! Hi, Kareen. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so I'm super, super excited. Liz, I am too. I love conversations like this. I'm all about getting the damn thing done. Yes! <laughs> so before we kind of jump in, I just want to um, let's kind of introduce you to our listeners and, and give us a little bit about your background and kind of what you're doing now. Oh, sure. I'm happy to share. I, I'm i a, a Jackie of all trades, I guess you could call it. But <laughs> I'm basically, I have had my own consulting and coaching uh, practice for the last uh, six to eight years. I think I'm in that mix. And from my consulting work, I found, um, and even when I started managing people, you know, in my 20s, I found that I really have a strong desire to help people achieve the life that they want. And um, so even when it was like employees working for me or teams I had to put together on certain projects, I always like to get to the root of who the person was and what they wanted to do, uh, because it was important to me in order to help um, keep everyone incented to get the hard stuff done, um, knowing what their true desires were. And then um, as I grew in my career, I started to build my coaching practice and I wrote my first book. It's called Be a Badass, Six Tools to Uplevel Your Life. Published that earlier this year. I have an online program that goes with it and really um, took all the coaching elements that I found was the foundation of how to get the clarity you need to get into action, to build that badass life you want is what I've been focused on in this year. So also just po uh, posted, or I should say launched yeah. my first uh, podcast <laughs> series and show. I know it's super cool. So I love being on your show and, um, and, and also just sharing all those badass journeys that uh, basically shining a light on people who really find a way to align what they love with what they do. Um, so yeah, so that's a basic background <laughs> of where I'm at today. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I love the whole idea of, you know, like taking action and, and aligning it with, you know, like what you're saying, like what you're what you're good at and what you love. But that's kind of right. That's the goal for all of us. Yes. So I wanted to talk about one of the things that um so a little bit of background, like you and I have worked together in the past, um, you know, because this episode's all about having, you know, kind of hard conversations in the workplace and how do you approach those. And, um, 
you and I, like I actually reached out to you when I was having an issue or like, you know, needing to have a hard conversation and you were just so, so helpful. And like, I just, I can't thank you enough for that. And so that's absolutely why I wanted to have you on the show. Cause it's like, I know how much you help me and I'm hoping that you can kind of help and motivate and inspire other people too, to, to kind of speak up for themselves in, in the workplace. Yeah. You know, it was such an honor to be part of that for you. Every time I have the ability to assist someone in just clarifying what their truth is in that hard moment, I think gives you yeah. then the freedom to express yourself. And that's that's basically what we did when we dialogued on that particular issue. And, and yeah. you know, it was just kind of like, well, you have a voice too. I, I, I remember reminding you of that <laughs> you know it's so funny yeah. yeah I wrote I actually wrote that down I'm in prepping for this because I was I remember that when you said that like it totally gave me chills and it was like it just kind of validated that and sometimes you need that it's like oh right I do have a voice in this and and I do get to you know have a say and I think the other thing that you said to me that stuck with me was when you said be true mm -hmm. to you like don't let this change who you are or how you um, show up for people. And I absolutely love that. Yeah, it's so key because, you know, when we are conscious of other people's needs, which is, you know, the role you play in your work life, right? You're always you're you're similar to me where we're facilitating other people to get the job done. We're 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 super yeah. high conscious of their needs and sometimes we forget our own. And so I love to be that voice to say, "Hey, you matter too." <laughs> and 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 what's true yeah. to you? is something that needs to be shared. And so that's one of my most favorite um, tips to, to share with folks. And I'm sure your listeners will benefit from is just to remind yourself, you know, that you matter in that moment, too. It's not always about the other person or people or or their reaction when they're uncomfortable or when yeah. they're under stress that you have to carry it. You know, it's really important to check in with yourself and just say, well, what's true to me right now? And let me express that. So, and then sometimes the yeah. challenges is like, how do you express it? Right? Like that's where, you know, the, the coaching element of what I do helps, right? Where we were, you and I were able to dialogue for you to get your clear mind and say, okay, now I have an action plan on how I approach it, but I've also practiced with somebody, <laughs> you know, doesn't feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Like, so. And I think that was the, that was key for me was, um, because it is so hard and, and you know what you should do or what, you know, you kind of want to do, but it's like, how do I do that? Like, how do I have that conversation? How do I start that? How do I, um, frame it? And like, I would love to talk a little bit more about that. Like how you kind of, you know, coach folks, um, on that stuff on how to, how to like prep for those conversations. Yeah, so in, in, in difficult conversations where let's say your nerves get the best of you and you feel like you're stuttering or, or you're crying. crying. Yeah. There's an emotional <laughs> reaction. There's like, sometimes people shake even like I've, you know, people are like sometimes mm. even so scared of their own true thoughts or in such fear of expressing themselves that they have a physical reaction. Like I used to, when I didn't have control over my own words, right. Or, or how to express my words, I would get sick. I would, you know, my stomach, I get knots in my stomach and I would send myself to the oh, bathroom yeah. like you know there were there there the body will always tell you when something is wrong you know and it's it's getting that mind body connection to also see the triggers in order to check in with yourself so 
number one is like if you're having a heightened reaction in a situation whether it's an emotional one a physical one or you're trying to run away the fight or flight mode you know that we all get Mm. into some of us are super aggressive and just start you know um hammering with our words at somebody in a super aggressive way and that also is filled with regret after it happens because that's not your truth either you know um so for example i'll tell you i was i had a coaching session with one of my clients this week and you know he brought that up he was he was asking me you know how do i um become clearer in my thoughts as opposed to like this verbal diarrhea i tend to do in a very like in the arena that i'm really confident in but it actually has nothing to do with the question they asked me i was just nervous because i was put on the spot and it was a really great self-awareness to realize that that's not was not my intention to say what i said um and i want to make it better so what we talked about was Okay, breathing, right? Number one, yeah. take a breath, take a pause. You guys don't have to respond in the moment if that moment is not right for you. It, it is so important to be conscious of like what's, uh, what's true to you, like you said earlier, but then also, is this the right time for you to have a true expression yeah. of what's true to you? So breathing is, is really key to just pause and when you're uncomfortable. The second thing is take the permission to excuse yourself until you're ready to express yourself. So a lot of the times you're uncomfortable and you feel like you have to answer in the moment because of the pressure. And it's like, well, you really don't. You can just say, you know what? I need time to think about what you said to me so I can react to you properly. And just use those type of words to permission yourself for space. And then as you practice these things and, and come up with the, the appropriate cadence for you when it's under pressure or when it's uncomfortable or when it's um, un- when you're unsure, right? You're not certain yet on what the right yeah. response is, then you'll get faster in how you react in the moment in your truth because you'll be like the habit will start to form you know, (laughs) if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, if you, if you breathe and you pause and you come back to it and then you're building your own self-confidence, that's what ends up happening. You, you, you realize that, oh, your words matter because now you've come back to the other party in a more civil or even toned manner because you're now speaking the truth, you know, and then I'm responding. What, what I love to tell people who are put on the spot is ask a question back to whoever just put you on the spot so that it gives you time gives yourself time yeah oh. this is a cool cool little tip it gives yeah. you time to just marinate on what they're really asking you <laughs> before you start answering with not really being sure of what your answer is if that makes sense you know yeah no i love that i yeah because i think so often it's like you yeah you feel the need to to respond right away or um yeah. So I love the idea of kind of asking it back, you know, putting it back on them just a little bit to kind of buy yourself some time. Right. And kind of gather your thoughts. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a clarifying question. Clarifying questions give you so much more um, power in your response uh, because it gives you time and it gives the other person the ability to really clarify what they're asking um, or what their, you know, what their statement was. So, so, and to start as simple as, so just to make sure I understand what you're asking me, you could either reiterate what you think you heard or you could say, can you repeat that 
I'm not sure I quite understand. Right. And just give, and it gives you space to, to get ready to answer because you already kind of know what the topic is from what they just said, but it's, but it's still now clarifying questions give you time and space. And so that's another tip when it's, when it's like a on the spot situation. Yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, giving yourself permission to excuse yourself because I know I get, I'm a crier. (laughs) And so, and I cry when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm mad, when I'm like, it's just, that's just my go-to. So I know that when I kind of feel that happening, that it's like, ugh, like, and it's just, it's giving myself that permission to excuse myself and be like, you know what, this isn't like, I'm not ready to have this conversation right now, or I'm not in a space to, or I'd like some more time like that. That was super empowering when I was able to do that. One way to, yeah, to state it is, um, so you don't feel less than even when you're excusing yourself, right? Because sometimes people get worried yeah. that, oh my God, they must think I'm weak or I don't have the answer or, you know, you start to have those dialogues, right? And that creates your yeah. own story in your head that isn't true. But the <laughs> but the, the real, um, the way I like to respond to that is to say, you know, in order for me to respond the best way I know how, I'm going to need a little time to think about it. You know, like it, so you see, you, you kind of are boosting your own response and you're also telling the person you're speaking to, I want to make sure that when I respond to you, I'm of value in my response. So I want to do yeah. it right. Cause it matters, you know, like that, that type of air to it. Yeah. I love that. I love that because I think, you know, yes, there's so many times off the cuff, right? You're either going to say something or like for me, I also get like amnesia. Like I kind of forget what, like, especially when it's, when it's really emotional, you know, and if I'm not like writing things down or, um, yeah, I get that. Like, wait, what just happened? (laughs) What did I just say? (laughs) Well, one, you know, you're bringing up something too, that I just worked on with one of my clients this week too, where, where it was, acknowledging where the emotion is coming from Uh is also critical because sometimes if you don't have the right tools in place to release anger, release um, stress, release pressure uh, to let go, forgive and put whatever happened in the past in the past so that when you are in this moment of let's say confrontation or hard conversations, you're actually reacting to that one incident, not the buildup of 10 incidents that might have happened before. And now it's an explosion. Yeah, you know, because that's the other those are the other tools to pick up along the way when it comes to strong communication skills is really understanding what's best in this moment right now, or am I bringing some baggage from the past? And now this person is about to get in full force the the brunt of it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because that can happen too. Yeah. You know, and understanding where the triggers come from. I think that that is, that's the work he and I were working on this week too, is it's just, you know, where, where did it come from that you feel this way in these, especially when it's a person of authority? Yeah. You know, because I think we also have misconceptions on people in certain roles based on potentially how we were raised. Um, yeah. And, you know, like to to make sure we're not disrespecting, yes. you know, an elder, let's say. Like, let, let's say you were brought up with that and that lesson from from childhood, you know, and then realizing, oh, no, but in a workspace, I love to, I love to remind people it's about the work. You know, personality conflicts come up all the time. 
especially from superior to subordinate, you know, relationship or, um, or even just peers, you know, and there could be an age difference there, right? Like depending on what you learned in, in your younger years on how to treat people, sometimes those things show up and it's like, you know, if you focus on the actual work first and then manage your emotion next, yeah, <laughs> you'll realize the emotion could be triggering yeah. something that has nothing to do <laughs> with the work, right? Um, but if you focus on the work, then at least you clear that up and realize that, oh, okay, that in that moment, that was me. You know, that was a trigger of mine. This person has no idea that that's a trigger of mine. And I need to figure out a way to articulate that to them. Oh, I love that. Because I think so many times people don't realize that, you know, they kind of think that work is separate from quote unquote, like their real life. And those, I feel like those triggers, things that are going to trigger you outside of work, right? Like maybe you don't always realize that they're going to, those things are also going to trigger you inside of the office. Well, I love what you said kind of about like the build up and having things build up. And, and so I want to talk a little bit about like when to have, you know, hard conversations. Is it kind of like when, or these, you know, kinds of workplace conversations, is it, because I imagine it's like you don't want it to build up after like 10 incidents, right? To your point. It's like, and then you kind of blow up and it, and you might blow up at something that's really, really small, but it's been building, right? Like it's, so do you kind of recommend nipping things in the bud as they happen? Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think it takes first self-awareness of like where you are in yourself in that situation. Um, sometimes we, tend to want to carry other people's problems and issues as our own and, and, and forget, especially if it's a difficult situation, let's say with your boss or, you know, a senior member of the company that um, I've worked in a lot of condescending environments. I'll tell you that, you know, being a woman, being a female in tech for many years, that's how, where I started my career. And um, the intelligence is actually what kind of creates a condescending tone once you understand like how an engineer's mind works, <laughs> right? Like, but but as, as a, a, a woman in business and um, coming up in my career in my 20s, like, I don't know that. I don't have that consciousness, you know? Like, I don't know that their minds are different than mine. I, I, I assume everyone's going to treat me like I treat them, right? Like, 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 I'm very simple, simple in that way. So I've ha I had to, you know, break through a lot of barriers in that realm of communication, because that is what literally propelled my career forward. And everything I did was trying to master how do I communicate with different people's skill set, as well as the, the, their different levels of communication. So hard conversations generally mean it's a disconnect in communication, right? Like it, it, it's not that people are, are purposely malicious, you know, and, and it's also um, there generally means there's an undertone of misunderstanding, you know, so how do we get the clarity in what's true to me, what's true to that person, and where do we come together is really how to approach the difficult conversations. When you when you say that it's a very broad spectrum, you know, of there are all sorts of types of difficult conversations out there. I do think a workplace creates um, systematic boundaries okay. of what's acceptable and what's not. You know, there's a corporate culture everywhere you go. There's a skill set of the leadership team and what they um, define. And, and sometimes yeah. I have to remind my clients that say, you know, you're put into a system. You've chosen to work there full time. 
you, you know, you get your paycheck for a reason. Um, if it's not a fit for you personally, if that value system you have does not match the value system of that company, that's worth you assessing for yourself. Can you go find the value system that does fit, you know, so that you don't feel like it's a combative situation every time you're in that environment. Or what I mean by that is, you know, you're being, you're playing small, smaller than who you really are and all you're capable of because of the limitations of the management team you work for or the corporate culture that's created in your company. You know, it, it's up to you to dictate your career, you know, and, and how you move that forward. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that. I feel like that's like a theme um, in talking to you and in, in your work of like kind of you're in charge of your career, right? Like that, like kind of giving that power back to people. Cause I think sometimes it, it sometimes it feels out of your control. Right. And, and the idea that it's like, no, no, this is up to you. Like you, like, like you were saying before you have a say in this, you have a voice and it matters. Yeah. It, it is really important to understand your stance in the world you choose to show up in. You know, it's a choice yeah. every single day. You know, sometimes we feel like we don't have a choice, especially if the story is in our head about the difficulty of it all is what we focus on. Yeah. Then, yes, it's going to be difficult because that's what you're focused on. Yeah. You know, if, if you would shift the mindset and say, no, I'm capable. Anything I want is possible. I just have to find the way to articulate it, share it with others and go after it. You know, that's what opens the door to the what's next oh my you know gosh. and and shows your true desire yeah you know and I love that because I feel like that you can apply that just across the board in your life right like just kind of speaking up and asking for what you want and 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 watching it come to you <laughs> yeah yeah I love yeah, that and, and and taking action towards it you know the more you talk about your desires the actual um the more it shows up for you because it's top of mind it's similar to like when you start shopping for a car you know and you see yeah you start seeing that car everywhere the first time you buy a car and you're like i've never seen this car on the road before and then every time <laughs> you look around you Everyone's see that car right <laughs> so it's like it's the whole what you focus on you find it's yeah. the same thing so even if you're in that difficult situation or difficult conversation also imagine what it would be like if it were easy Oh, I love that. You know, flip the switch and say, hey, if this was an easy conversation, what would it look like? What would the ideal response be? Yes. You know, and start focusing on that so that you can then find the words to make it easy. Yeah. It doesn't have to be as difficult anymore. I absolutely. It's so funny because I, I did that this week with something and it wasn't about work. It was just about things I needed to get done. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of dragging my feet and I was just like, I don't know. And just kind of not feeling it. And I said to myself, I'm like, well, what would it feel like if I wanted to do this task? Or what would it feel like if I wanted to do this? What would that look like? How would I act? And I want to, you know, getting those things done in like half a day instead of the like three days it was taking me to, you know, drag my <laughs> feet about it. So I love that idea of like, mm -hmm. let's just pretend you really want to do this or let's pretend this conversation is going to go really well and yeah, <laughs> and see what happens. And, and then like, yeah, and giving yourself that permission to fumble. That's the other advice I always give out too is that when things are difficult and you feel challenged, if you give yourself permission up front, you know, a fumble, like anytime I have to go on stage and do a large talk or whatever that is, my nerves are like insane. Oh gosh. Like I, I have like the pit in my stomach. <laughs> are they going to listen to me? Like, am I, am, is this worth it? Who am I to even be on that? Like all that doubt creeps up. And I just literally have to tell myself, 
you know, Karine, you give you permission to fumble. You might trip and fall on your face. Everyone will laugh at you. It will be a funny Instagram post, like whatever that looks like, you know, but (laughs) maybe you'll go viral. (laughs) Yeah. But like, uh, you know, I'm sure there's like one piece of value in your, your, your talk that people will walk away from, you know? So, so that's the other thing in anything you do, like give yourself permission to fumble. You might trip and fall. You will get up, but you try it and you step forward into it. And that's the best way to move into what it is you really want. I love that. And that's really, you know, for me about what this show is about. And it's about, you know, yeah, like doing doing something, right? Even if it's a, a baby step towards something that you want, it, that's still a step forward, right? And just kind of taking that action and we'll just see what happens. And if it, you know, to your point, if you fall or if you, you know, me, it's burst into tears, you know, it's like, okay, you know, like, okay, that happened. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. And so for you, like I would be getting like, um, hand embroidered (laughs) handkerchiefs to have like with your signature on them be like, "Mm -hmm, I cry, you know, (laughs) like, and it's part of you and you own it. And that's beautiful. Right. Like, cause that's your truth and, and it's great, but you could also have a lot of fun and celebrate it too. And like, Oh yeah. Anyone who knows me and has known me for any amount of time has seen me cry about just the most ridiculous things or you know and so yeah um great. yeah now I just kind of own it I'm like you know as soon as I start having a conversation and start tearing up I'm like well here we go yeah <laughs> I think you should I, I really do think you should get some do the damn thing handkerchiefs I think like, I might I think- need to. <laughs> you should <laughs> send one to each guest it'll be awesome exactly oh my god I love it I love it so much well let's talk a little bit about your show and um and kind of what you hope to accomplish with your podcast. So I'm, Cause I am so, so excited when I saw that you, um, you just, you just launched. Yeah. We just launched this week. Episode one is out. There'll be a, a weekly conversation with, you know, different badasses in their own right, you know, different yeah. backgrounds, everything. I, I truly, um, believe because in my practice, I'm trying to assist and walk alongside people who really want to let their true self shine in everything they do. And that's just badass to me. You know, my book is all about that too. It has the tools in there. And I realized like, you know, I'm, I wanted more of a dialogue than uh, to share with folks, which is why I launched the podcast than just felt like me, like talking at people. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, and I was like, how do I create the format? And I love the digital age we're in now because there's, you know, there's the YouTube conversation of each episode too. And so you could see us talking. There's like, it's it's just really great to, to shine a light on other people's adventures and their journeys. And, um, it's been an amazing, you know, talk so far. I have really great ones lined up to record in the next couple of weeks. And the goal of it is just to show people that they can go after what it is they truly want. And there are many, many ways to get there. Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, and, and just really being able to um, dialogue on it. And I love the conversations and have fun. And then I also share my tips and tools along the way. If, if there's a topic on any of the shows where I've had experience with it, or I feel like it's, you know, like this episode one, we talked about um, shame and vulnerability, you know, and it just came up in our conversation of just sharing where we were at. And, um, and it was just really cool to dialogue on that too, because we all have had experience in that realm and hearing somebody, you know, focus on that. So um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I'm excited to put it out there and hopefully it will attract new conversations. And, and of course, if anybody 
would love, you know, want to work with me. It's just another way to see how I operate. Yeah. You know? Oh, I love that. So that's, that's fun as well. Yeah. And I love the, um, cause again, like I think our, our shows are, are similar in that and like wanting to give people tools to do, do something, right? Like to just kind of step more into themselves, right? Small ways and big ways. Yeah. And also realize you're not alone in it. That's the other point is to say there's someone out there that has probably (laughs) done what you're wanting to do, or at least tried it and has some, and has some lessons learned, but just to show you that you're no different than those people. Um, That was a big lesson for me when I was stuck in a comparison cycle in my own mind, you know, of like, I'm not good enough. I'm less than I'm, you know, uh, not capable, et cetera. I realized that I just had to have a conversation with people who had gone before me to realize they were just as scared, didn't feel good enough, didn't, you know, had the same doubts, like, like, oh, I'm like, oh, you're just like me. All you did was try. Okay, I can try, you know, like trying I can do, you know, so. So that was, that was really, um, that's part of it. You know, the conversations that we share on the, on the podcast and, um, and it's just a lot of fun, you know, know, just to, just to shine a light on these amazing people. Like you hear what they've gone through and you hear what they've accomplished and, and what they're going after. And, and most it's all in, in a realm of service to someone else or, you know, some need out there, which I love, you know, um, so it's, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause when you were saying that, you know, people just trying things and, um, a couple of years ago, gosh, probably five years ago now I did a triathlon for the first time oh, and killer. I, <laughs> I don't know what in the world possessed me. I think I'm a joiner. So if somebody says like, Hey, do you want to do a triathlon with me? I'm like, sure. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah, it's beautiful. Because like the person that asked me to, jo- you know, to join with them wound up dropping out and now I'm on the hook for a triathlon. But I remember after I did it, there were so many of my friends who were like, Oh, I could never do that. Like, be like, Oh, wow. That's so great. I could never do that. And my thing was like, Oh, you absolutely can. Because if I can do it, like mm-hmm. <laughs> me, the person who like only knows how to dog paddle and doesn't actually like know how to swim. <laughs> like if I can, if I can do this, you can do it. I think the difference is like, do you want to do it? Like if you want to do it, then you can do it. But if you don't want to do it, that's okay too. But like, yeah, that idea. And I'm a big proponent of that, that it's like, if one person can do it, you know what I mean? Like then at least, you know, that hopefully that inspires other people to at least try. To like try. maybe you don't, you don't do it, but at least you try and yeah. you kind of see if it, it's for you or not. Yeah. You know, there's there, it's interesting because I, I do this exercise with all my clients um, and it's in my book if, if anyone's interested in checking it yeah. out, but it's called the fulfillment factor. Sometimes uh, the reason why I bring this up Liz, is that sometimes we think we have to do something, you know, it's to, to a fault, like almost like um, it's those who are maybe, for example, stuck in a, in a job, let's say, and they feel like, you know, this is all that's possible and they have to show up each time, but it's not fulfilling and it's eating out who they really are. So they don't necessarily know how to identify if this is something I should keep doing or let go. And the fulfillment factor exercise helps you, really identify where you're spending your time and what you're doing and um, remove the things helps you like identify what's not working to remove it so that you can make room for the things you really want to try. 
you know, because that's the other thing I think people have conflict with. It's like, I don't have the time. Just like your friends were saying, yep. you know, I could never do that triathlon. What? The commitment, you know? And 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 it's like, actually, if you wanted it, you'd make the room for it, right? Absolutely. Like, and so this exercise, if because I know you love sharing tools and tips. This one yes. definitely helps identify the things where you're spending your time right now. Does it yep. fill you up? And if it doesn't, how to figure out ways to remove that so you can make space for the new things to come in. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, it's funny cause I, I'm a single mom and, and time, you know, it's, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. And so I, um, it was one of those things where I recently, I really wanted to launch this podcast and had some other little projects that I kind of wanted to do. And, um, I kept thinking like, Oh, I'll do it after my son goes to bed, like, you know, 9 PM to 11 PM. But that was like the, the last thing I wanted to do at that mm-hmm. time. And, you know, it wasn't getting done. It really, I had to kind of sit down with myself and say, okay, if I really want to do this, like, where's the time coming from? Because I know that nine to 11, I'm not really productive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's not really when I'm, I'm super jazzed to do things. And so I, um, and I talk about this in another episode, but I wound up getting up an hour earlier each day. Yeah. And I, you know, was already getting up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym before school and work. And so it was, I started getting up at four o'clock in the morning to like have an hour because it was like, okay, this is important. And I know I'm not going to do it. You know, I wound up going to bed earlier, thankfully, because otherwise I'd be a zombie. But like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm not doing anything between nine and 11. I can go to bed earlier and then wake up and have this one hour where I just get to do my stuff. And like, and to your point, right, to really kind of hone and be like, oh, this is important. This is what's fulfilling me. And if I get it done first thing in the morning and, or kind of dedicate some time to that first thing in the morning, I just found myself a lot more um, productive during the day, but also um, to your point, like more fulfilled. Yeah. The fulfillment factor goes up because the accomplishment rate is higher. Yeah. Right. And I had just spent some time on something that really fed my soul. And yes. it's like, okay, so maybe my nine to five or the volunteering or the PTA, like those things may not be, you know, soul feeding. Um, but I had that time and I had kind of looked at, you know, the and I had spent some time doing stuff that was important to me. And, and I was kind of amazed at how much I liked getting up that early or how, how, I, how much I like it. Yeah, with a purpose. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like when I was actually writing my book, I made I time blocked, you know, 20 minutes every, every day, every day, first thing in the morning, phone went on to airplane, yep. like just wrote and just wrote for 20 minutes. Sometimes it would go longer if I was in the mood. Yeah. Um, but but it was just this dedicated practice that made me feel so fulfilled each day because I at least was inching towards yes. what it is that I wanted. I had no idea what the end result would be. Yeah. Um, but just that practice I committed to and I pushed it forward. And it's simple things like that, you know, but the inventory, like taking inventory of where you spend your time, just like you did and then saying asking yourself well what's the fulfillment factor on this that's what I call it and I would score things because I I like you know that's the black and white structured part of me the data data, yeah like if I see it in numbers and and but it it was it's a quick identifier when I when I created this and I started using with my clients their aha moments were they're amazing because it just gives you the clear picture. Now it's tangible. You can do something about it. Yes. It's no, no, no longer this nebulous, like kind of want to, but I don't know how, mm-hmm. well, this, this helps you map, you know, start the map to the how. Yeah. Which is really 
gets gets the damn thing done, right? Exactly, exactly. I love it. <laughs> I love it. In advocating for yourself or, or having com- these kind of conversations at work, what's one piece of advice um, that maybe like or, or nugget um, or something to kind of keep top of mind for people as they approach this or as they start going into um, these conversations? You know, difficulty generally shows up when you're unsure of something, when you don't have certainty of the outcome. That's why you feel it's difficult. And um, in the body, in the mind, it's just because you're not certain, you know. And and sometimes, you know, we talked about it. It can come up in an emotional reaction. It can come up with self-doubt. You can sometimes want to go hide in yes. a cubicle with your headset <laughs> and not like deal at all, you know, and, and get into and get into the cave, right? So so first things first is to check in with yourself and really understand yeah. what's going on and be true to you on 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 the situation, you know, and and write it out. You know, like I am all old school and sometimes, you know, I'm digital about it, but yeah it's uh writing it out is key you know sometimes i would just send an email to myself on what's going on with me in that hard moment to get clarity on the story i'm telling myself in my head and then what's actually true to the situation you know then i would write out the possibilities so what are the possible outcomes that would make this turn around for me make this turn around for the situation what do i really want and is it worth going after um, because sometimes we could have a, a trigger moment that might not, like we talked about, not be true to this, the current situation, something from the past. And it's just an identifier to go deal with that and leave yeah. this hard, difficult situation alone. Um, but most of the times it's, um, it's it, this, you know, the, taking that space to check in and get clarity on what it, what you would love the outcome to be. Uh, helps then guide you on how to approach it. Then, then you know, the action of um, getting time with whoever it is that the difficult conversation is going to be with and starting with, hey, this is yeah. difficult for me, but I know if yeah. I don't address it, <laughs> right, yeah. like it's going to get worse for us or it's going to be harder for me to be in this environment and speak your truth in the difficulty that it is so that you can create the space for whatever reaction you need yeah. to have that comes up, whether it's crying, laughing hysterically. People sometimes laugh in their nervousness, you know, of, of having a difficult yeah. conversation or try to joke about it when it's really hard just to lighten it. You know, whatever that is true to you as your communication style, I would say introduce in that conversation before you even start sharing. Um what you know that it's difficult to you and i would have notes with you like what are the high bullet point items that you want to make sure you get across but then also be open to listen to the response sometimes we get so stuck in the story in our head and what we think that person will say that we've answered ourselves in a in a false statement okay because we're not listening anymore yes you're just talking to yourself (laughs) i don't know if you've been in that scenario before but it's like you know and and you're not really hearing what the other person says or how they react um it is also true to identify that that i that after you've tried after you've actually tried to have the difficult conversation and the outcome is still the same and it's not satisfying or fulfilling for you 
than to recognize that potentially that environment, that person you work for or whoever mm-hmm. the situation is, yeah. is not right for you and figuring out, well, what would be right? And it might be outside of that particular yeah. situation. Well, I love what you said about just acknowledging the difficulty of the conversation, right? Like just kind of saying like, this is hard for me or I, or, you know, I know that, because I think there's so much, like so often, right. To your point, like we either want to take on other people's stuff or just kind of, you know, kind of gloss things over and like make everything seem like it's fine. But I think there's so much power in just saying to somebody like, I think there's an issue here, or I feel like we're not, you know, like I, cause I've done that too in the past where you kind of go in to somebody and go, I feel like we're not really gelling lately or like, um, you know, is something going on or I know that this is hard or, um, I think there's so much power in that because one, I don't think people do it enough that they don't kind of acknowledge like, oh, this is a really shitty situation or this, this is what I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't think we're getting along or, or whatever it is. And it, it almost takes the, like, I want to say like the air out of the balloon, you know what I mean? Like it, def- it almost deflates the situation by just kind of saying like, there's a situation here, right? <laughs> like, can we just be honest about that? Yeah. And then, yeah, just kind of saying like, this is hard yeah. for me to talk about, right? Like, I think there's that I know has stopped me from crying a couple of times by just saying to someone, I might get emotional because this is hard for me to talk about, or this means a lot to me, you know, or, you know, what I mean? that sort of thing. So I love that idea of just kind of putting that out in the open right away. Yeah. The other, the other avenue of people have difficulty saying this is difficult, right? Is because that, that also is a truth for some. It's also saying, it's also sharing the intent of the outcome that you hope for. So the other part of it is like, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping to create a deeper connection here or to increase my value here at the job or um, figure, you know, raise my level of success. So, you know, you're sharing the intention of the outcome you hope for um, as the setup for the conversation. So it's, you know, it's like, I, I want to discuss something with you because I need to get over this hump in order to feel like I'm, I'm more successful here or, uh, you know, things like that. That's the other avenue to try on to see if that's a fit, you know, for some of your listeners uh, it, as they approach difficult conversations and they're not comfortable saying this is difficult for me is maybe going on the intent of, I'd, you know, what you want the proposed outcome to look like. I want to discuss this with you so we can make, you know, make sure that I am contributing to the best environment possible here at the workplace, you know, or like, and, or I am, I am of value and of service to the team. I want to make sure we clear this so it stops distracting me. Oh, I love that. Like, you know, there's, there's different ways to play with words. So uh, now it's just a fun question. What is a crazy but true fact about you? Oh, let's see. I, yeah. Oh my gosh, (laughs) crazy and true in the same sentence. It's like, it's fun. Uh, So let's see. I Mm -hmm. love Ah, uh, to dance. (laughs) I love, I love shaking. And actually you can find some of that. Sometimes I do a post-workout dance on Instagram. Oh my gosh, I love that. (laughs) So I'm all like sweaty and gross and I share it because (laughs) I feel so good. And I feel good on the inside. You might not want to see it. Um, So that's a bit crazy and uh, and true about me. And I started dancing at like six months old. Oh, really? Uh, So my mom used to put me down like tummy time, right? Like, and, and, and throw on some music because she loved having music. And I would get up on my hands and like sway my head (laughs) to the beat, she said. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. 
then that truly talks to my character. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny because right before this interview to kind of like, you know, pump me up and get me in like a, a you know, good kind of good energy. There's yeah. uh, the guy, this guy on YouTube called the fitness marshal okay. and he okay. does dance videos and they're like, they're, he's got super high energy, but they're like really simple to follow along to. Nice. Um, so if you like dancing I in your will. living room, yes. I highly recommend checking him out because he's got, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, that's awesome. And so I know that you, you know, you're launching your podcast. You've got a lot going on. Um, but this show is all about doing the damn thing. And so what is something, you know, what is, what is your damn thing right now? What is something that you either really want to do or that you're, that you are doing, um, that you kind of want to share with us? Well, so I am in the middle of relocating um, from Ooh. Colorado to now we'll be in Connecticut next week. And so I'm oh, currently wow. like in transit and <laughs> right, yeah, like this, I'm always doing the That's damn thing. Move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and it, you know, what's really crazy, oh, I guess this is a crazy true thing about me too, is that <laughs> I've moved across the country, I think now 13 times, like, uh, like, cross, oh my like it, I'm a crazy person. I'm, I, I have like, <laughs> I have Bedouin blood in me runs deep and I just pick up my things and move. I should have owned a moving company I love in my that. 20s oh my to God. pay for it all. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> so that's a, my big transition now is like, you know, as I have my consulting company and my coaching practice, I am yeah. um, planning hopefully to have like a launch party as I get back to the New York area um, to kind of reintroduce all that I'm doing and reconnect with my network. My my goal is to continue to drive um, clients into the into my business so that I can uh, expand my reach, you know, and have yeah. impact on a greater level. And so I'm looking to. Um, in Q4 of this year, it's going to be about finding partners, uh, partnerships and kind of affiliates that I can work with so that we can join forces and really have strong um, impact with our clients. Yeah. And so that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, that's and, awesome. you know, obviously buying a new house and decorating that and getting my like creative juices flowing, <laughs> you know, is part of it as well. So, oh my gosh, yeah, there's a lot going on, and that's but that's normal. I think anytime you talk to me, yeah. there will probably be some big moves happening because that's you'll be moving somewhere. <laughs> yeah, moving somewhere, launching something, you know, like building something new. Part, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, I like to stay in action. It just yes. fuels me. So, that's it's, it's awesome. Fun. Well, Karine, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been so wonderful talking with you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please subscribe, share with your friends, or leave a review on iTunes. As we grow the show, I would love to hear from you. What damn thing did you accomplish this week? Is there a topic you're dying for me to explore on the show? Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Do The Damn Thing Show and let me know. I can't wait to connect with you and hear all about the action you're taking in your life. In the meantime, get out there and do the damn thing. This is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. And we do a podcast called Why Mommy Drinks. Each episode, we have a guest and we all share a story of a time that our kids drove us to drink. Parenting isn't easy, but it sure can be funny. Listen to us on Campfire Media. Why Mommy Drinks. <laughs> 
Campfire. <laughs>